You're tuning in to Spectre Radio. Revisiting our favorite Star Wars movie moments and debate about scenes from the show. We're just three millennials flying our way through the galaxy through the eyes of the clones, Jedi, and bounty hunters. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. My name is Alyssa, and we are... Spectre Radio. Radio. Can I ask you something? What is it? You see any spoilers down there? I saw the chasm passing me as I fell. I didn't realize it was so deep. It wasn't. Thank you, Bo-Katan and Mando, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. Our people are scattered. Like stars in the galaxy. What are we? What do we stand for? Being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight. You also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. That way, you'll never be lost. Get ready, we're coming in hot. I won't be able to slow down to drop this podcast episode. What's up, guys? Welcome <laughs> back to Spectre Radio. We're so happy to be back with a guest, a special guest who we've had on before, but it's been too, too long. Our good friend, Adam. Welcome Yay! back, Adam. Woo-hoo! Hello, Welcome hello, back. everybody. <laughs> How's it feel to be back? Good? Oh, I've missed you guys so much. I'm so glad you're, you're back. We're glad to be back, too. We're glad to have you back. And hopefully in the future, we'll have some of our uh, regular guests back as well. Get back in our groove. It's going to be uh, a great time. Um, you not- tell the folks where Wyatt's at? <laughs> uh, Wyatt is vacationing on a beautiful planet, uh, not Naboo. <laughs> um, it's a planet called uh, planet. Mustafar. <laughs> Mustafar. <laughs> Mustafar, I wouldn't uh, vacation there. Um, <laughs> but Wyatt is uh, on vacation with his uh, his wonderful, beautiful wife. Um, celebrating their anniversary. Celebrating Aww. their anniversary. Oh, wow. It's been Aww. that long already. Wow. Yeah. Four years ago, Alyssa, that's when we met. Last four years. Oh, everyone say, oh. Oh, Alyssa. <laughs> anyway, you're not here to listen to us gush, so I'm going to uh, turn it over to Adam, and he's going to read our uh, Mandalorian episode 19 week. So, Adam, go ahead and take it away. In the longest season three episode yet, we catch back up with Grogu, Bo, and Mando, right where we left him off in chapter 18. Only Mando seems to have missed something important, the Mythosaur. On the journey back to Kalavala, they are ambushed by a swarm of Imperial TIE Fighters. Bo chooses to fight with Mando in the N1 at her side. They overcome the first swarm, but are quickly outnumbered by the second. Meanwhile, Bo-Katan's castle is bombed and destroyed. Again, Bo wants to fight, and Mando convinces her to flee as, as they plot a course for an undisclosed location. They safely make the jump to hyperspace, and we cut to a new scene on my favorite planet, Coruscant. We meet Dr. Pershing once again, addressing the New Republic elites on his cloning research. He becomes friends with another ex-Imperial in the Amnesty program, Elia Kane. She quickly builds a bond with Pershing, providing him comfort like his favorite yellow travel biscuits. She encourages him to pick up his cloning research and help support him on a mission to take a mobile lab station. During their mission, they dodge ticket-taking droids and narrowly escape by jumping off a moving train. 
They secure the Imperial goods and are caught by New Republic officers in the process. When suddenly, Elia flips on Pershing and he is arrested. He is then sent to a Mind Flayer where Elia stays behind and overrides the controls to completely wipe his memory. We cut back to Din and Bo at the Mandalorian Covert. Din proves his redemption and is backed up by Bo, claiming she bore witness and dove in after him. The armor explains that Bo is now a Mandalorian again, since she too bathed in the living waters and has not removed her helmet. Woohoo! That was the longest episode and the longest recap. Sorry, not <laughs> sorry. There was a lot to cover, and I a literally lot. almost forgot the last part when we cut back to Din and Bo at the end. So I had to add that at the last minute and send it over to Adam. So kudos to you, Adam, for reading all of that. That was quite a bit. Um, but uh, now, <laughs> yes, thank you. Now I'm going to move us to our next category. Of instant, of reactions. instant reactions. Reactions, reactions. And I do love that. I, I let a, put a little Easter egg for fans of Spectre Radio that Adam said his favorite planet Coruscant. That's like a, a deep Easter egg, if you know, you know, from our. Well, now you have to explain it episodes. a little bit. <laughs> I feel like we, we did in old episodes, but this started when we, during COVID lockdown, whatever we're playing like Star Wars trivia on Zoom. And when Adam didn't know the answer to a question, he would just answer Coruscant. It would be like, what's the name of the character, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, Coruscant. <laughs> what's the name of the planet? Coruscant. It didn't matter. Like that was the answer for everything. So the inside joke became that Adam's favorite planet is Coruscant. To be fair, I didn't miss a lot of questions during the Star Wars trivia. He did not. No, it was dur- no. It was during the office trivia that every answer was Coruscant. Oh, that's what it was. I'm sorry. I miss, I misremembered it. But this I morning, won the Star Wars night. <laughs> that's right. You did. When I was watching the episode this morning at 630, my eyes were sleepy and I'm like reading on the screen and it said Coruscant. And I was like, oh, Coruscant. And I was watching with Alex and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. A- Adam is guest hosting and the episode is about Coruscant. And he was like, uh, I don't get it. And I was like, yeah, you wouldn't. So that was great. That was great. But um, my first reaction on the episode, I think the editing and the pacing was just chef's kiss. Once again, they're nailing it this season. Mm-hmm. It is so perfect. Like they're just pumping the right amount of Disney drugs in these episodes. <laughs> Whatever they're doing is I, I personally think is working. Um, so we were right about cloning, I guess Mm -hmm. that that was going to be, and by we, I mean, Andrew, um, (laughs) and then you were also right about the chasm from the bombs. So I don't know. It's like your, your job is like, you know, research and development or something. I should play the (laughs) lottery. You should. And, uh, when we were watching the opening sequence, when he took a water sample, Alex was like, oh, that makes sense. Because whenever the armor is making armor, she pours a little bit of the water into the thing. I don't know what the basin and it Mm. glows blue and she's using the living waters. And I was like, how have I missed that? Like, I I don't notice it either until she did it today. Yeah. Apparently, Alex noticed that she had been doing it multiple times um, in other episodes. I didn't notice it till episode two. 
well when she did it last time they they direct our attention to a lot of things so they can come back and reference it later right so it makes it's sense intentional that's right she did do it i now i see what you're talking about i remember but yeah i thought that was interesting and um I don't know. Kind of supports my crazy theory. Like, where did she get that water? Mm, I don't know, guys. I still I think know. she's she's evil, but what do I know? Probably just took some with her and goes planet to planet. But you you could be right. You could she be take, right. But how long ago was that? That was before Mando was around and he was, what, brought in as a young kid. So we're talking, what, 20, 30 years? Well, so I mean, she, is she just using a little teeny, teeny drop no, or Mandalore before then. The bombings were um, after Rebels took place. So, I mean, we're only talking about 10 years. So, I mean, I know that sounds like a lot of time mm. to keep water I, around, but if it just depends. Yeah, I don't know. 10, I, maybe 12 years. I just years. have a timeline question or a quantity <laughs> supply and demand question. <laughs> I mean, you could be right. Like, we'll just have to see where it goes. I, I was surprised there wasn't a bigger thing when Katan showed up, but we'll we'll talk about that. When Bo showed up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, the two of them were gonna have like a a spat. Like a, yeah, because she yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> not not to be derogatory, but she no. did like fault her for yeah. like breaking Mandalore. So pretty much, yeah. Oh, you brought this skank in. Mm. I was kind of like, <laughs> you brought the one person I dislike more than you right now. Fantastic, yeah. mom. Look yeah. who I brought home for dinner. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think the action sequence was really great too. We got to that really quickly. Um, this time they're, they're just, I think, again, the pacing is really good. The action the is so is quick. faster than last it's, season. I think because the first two seasons were slower and like, we're kind of in the groove of it. They're like, all right, we can kind of go a little faster on some things. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure. That's just what it seems like. And this, this episode in a way, mostly because of the length, kind of felt like a filler. But looking back on it, it's less of a filler than like the crate dragon or like, you know, some of these other episodes that didn't really tell more of a story and were more just like building in the world of Star Wars and mm-hmm. showing us all that they have to offer. Whereas this one was building upon a storyline that was deserted from a while ago. And now it's kind of picked that back up and it's like, where are they going with this? But we'll have Mm -hmm. to muse on that in predictions. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I got excited with the chorus of TIE fighters in that first sequence. I was like, oh, my favorite. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Adam, you had your hand up. (laughs) Yep. Does it feel like to you guys how mando kind of took over episodes of boba fett that they had somebody else take over this episode of, of him because what he was in like the, the first 15 oh. and the last 10 like majority I, of this I, episode did somebody that. Else. I did notice that but it is a way to expand upon the world building and the and the plot building like i know it's like not what everybody wants um and they to be fair they probably could have picked more interesting characters to focus on um i i they were interesting but as far as like taking the spotlight off of mando it's just like oh well i mean you you gave it to them but i i don't know how they would have progressed the plot in this episode cloning wise with what bo and mando were doing 
No, for sure. And I feel like there were some Easter eggs in or some breadcrumbs, whatever you want to call them, from Dr. Pershing's talk that I'll mm-hmm. talk about when we get to predictions. Because uh, I watched the episode twice today because what else do I have to do? Look for a job and rewatch this twice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, there's there's something to be said about that where I feel like they'll start to do that maybe with Ahsoka. But with this, it doesn't feel like it's cutting to like a different show because these are characters that already existed in this mm-hmm. storyline in this universe. But I can see where you're coming from that it could start to feel that way, especially when, whenever she pops up. Cause I feel like that's either going to happen this season or it's going to happen. You know, it'll be the cliffhanger for the end. It'll tie into her, like who knows? Mm-hmm. And of course, Mando's going to pop up in her, in her show probably. So yeah, I could see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And when he was talking about cloning, he was saying like this individual twisted my work. Do we think he was talking about Gideon or Palpatine or both? I don't think he has a clear picture of all the way up of the chain of command. I think he only has a picture of Gideon and maybe a level up, which may or may not be thrown. There could be an intermediary in between, Mm. but he sure as crap doesn't know that Palpatine's still alive. There's no way. That's a good point. If he did, he would would either be the client from, from season one. Oh, right. That's where it started the twisting and, you know, mm-hmm. bringing it back to the Empire. Yeah. I forgot about the client. <laughs> the client. I would like I to, to see, see the baby. The baby. <laughs> so unquote. do we all. So do we all. Um, <laughs> I saw a meme come up this week. I think I saved it where it said, I'd like to, I mean, maybe I didn't save it on my phone, but it said, I'd like to see the baby. And it cut from Mando being on the ship. And then the second panel was Mando on the ship and Grogu popping up in the little bubble <laughs> in the back. Like, hey, you called? You rang? It, it reminds me, uh, there was there was a, a, a supernatural meme where an episode where Dean's like, where's the angel? Talking about one of his uh, friends, Castiel, <laughs> the angel. And um, someone's like, Are someone made a angel? meme. Well, someone made a meme like every time they don't see Misha Collins' name in the opening credits, they're just like, "Where's the angel?" So that's like <laughs> that's how people feel about like Grogu now. Where's the baby? Him. If they don't see him in the first two minutes, they're like, "Where yeah, is he?" Much. I thought it was so cute that he was like hovering over Mando's body, like, "Are you breathing, Dad?" Yeah, get up. I was like, like "Is he force healing him?" I'm like, nah, he's just uh, being yeah, a kid. Not yet. <laughs> I could I could see it. Ding ding ding, Dad, wake yeah. up <laughs> on the helmet. Ma- Mom. <laughs> Mom, mommy, mom mommy. from from Family Guy. <laughs> Hi, like. Hi. <laughs> so actually, yeah. I had something I noticed from. Um, so from technically, when? from you last episode. Out. From last episode, okay. Yeah, technically, uh, Bo-Katan is the rightful owner. Of oh the my Dark god! Saber okay, I wanted to talk about this. Are we doing this now, or we can do it now? Okay, because I wanted to talk about this in predictions, but. Please introduce this ridiculous fan theory that I'm here for that Bo-Katan is the rightful owner of the Darksaber, please. It took a while, but she finally got it back last episode. So so Moff Gideon took the blade from her and then Din Djarin took the blade from him, which he only liked because it means she couldn't get it, um, him being Moff Gideon. Yeah. So when Mando was captured by that 
weird droid bio droid hunter thing the the dude with the little eyeball like so he was defeated and dropped his blade so technically he was by that droid thing and then who defeated that droid stole stole the yeah the the eyeball stole the the dark saber by defeating him technically adam's face adam's like i don't like it and then bukatan kicked its ass very easily yep and she with the dark saber that she's still connected to it's resisting Din because he's so conflicted, as we discussed last episode. He's not training with it because he doesn't want what it brings. Kind of like um, Sabine, uh, when she first got it, she wouldn't look at it. She wouldn't talk about it. She didn't talk about it with anybody because she didn't want to face yep. like what it brings differently, obviously, yep. um, in which we got like the best arc for her. Um, I actually still sometimes go back and watch that clip because like how emotional she was with yeah. very good voice acting. Yeah. Um, I just listened but- to it the other day. It's so good, so good. But so technically, you're shaking your head, no, Adam. I completely <laughs> disagree. I had this conversation earlier at a guy who was. We were both halfway done watching it. I think we both watched on half of it on our lunch break. Mm-hmm. But what it was a trap that ensnared Mando to start this fight, mm-hmm. where and his weapons were taken from him. Yes. Honor wise, I believe it has to be like a true duel, a true contest. And this was not a true one on one fight. Single hand combat. In that case, Sabine never had a claim to it then because she only took it off of Darth Maul's nightstand. (laughs) Nightstand. I just watched the episode a couple weeks ago. Or You're right. I just ago. never thought of it. That it was way. his dad. Like, it was the 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 Night <laughs> Sisters lair that he was using because the, all night the Night Sisters, sisters night are dead. Stand. Yeah, yes. coming the to one a night stand park near you. The one night stand next to the night stand of the Night Sisters. Luckily, <laughs> uh, Sabine never had claim of it. Therefore, never had any claim to give it to Bo-Katan in the first place. Maybe that's why it was quote unquote cursed from there. In this case, it's it's more of one in combat than what Sabine did. I mean, it wasn't one in combat, but there was, oh, yeah. but it was there was conflict. By the Mandalorians. What's that? It it was returned to the Mandalorians by her. Still wasn't so, one in combat either right, way. I, do, I don't think right. she would have been had the the rightful claim to rule Mandalore, but to have it back in possession of it. an actual Mandalorian. She didn't want it. I think that's why she so easily gave it away. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's a good. It's a good fan theory. It's a good debate. It's. It'll be interesting to see how it unfolds with what happens at the end of the episode, which we'll get to. Let's keep going through our reactions. So, um, when they introduce the character of Elia Kane, my fiance, who's in the military, very quickly picked up that. He believes she is a human intelligence collector. And when she reveals her title later on towards the end of the episode, she says she's a quote communications officer. This Mm -hmm. is like a running joke that I have with Alex uh, because he told me a job title that I didn't really understand. And I was like, that sounds like you're like working it for the CIA. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm a blah, 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 whatever his job title is. And I was like, that's exactly what someone in the CIA would say is a different job title as communications <laughs> officer. And he's like, no, I, I do not. <laughs> I do not do that. Isn't he like so, a lin- linguistics person or something? Cause he speaks yeah, multiple languages. Much, yeah. yeah. That's part of his role. 
but he, you know, exactly obviously what somebody in the CIA would. Do. I know. That's what I'm saying. Thank He's you. He's not or with like the, the agency. FBI. We don't. I mean, that's they couldn't tell you. Nobody comes up to you and says, I work for the FBI. I'm in the Secret Service. That's just like not a thing. I don't think so. Yeah, he recognized that pretty quickly that she was like the manipulator. And I was like half asleep, didn't really get it until I rewatched it this afternoon. I was pretty sure that was the way that was going to go. But yeah, the whole episode in the back of my mind, I'm going, I got a bad feeling. about (laughs) We we talk about how he's like, I'm doing this for for the Republic, for the new Republic. And then it's the same music in which Anakin was slowly turning to the dark side. In well, episode that, three, the in the, in, the, in the square, yeah. But when he oh, leaves his oh, apartment to that. find after after, or actually, it was when he was leaving her apartment, and she's like, "Tomorrow night, then." And he's like, "Yeah." And then it immediately gets that, oh, that growling noise, and it's the same like immolation scene that Palpatine uh-huh. is like force communicating with Anakin, like if if I'm killed, you know, you'll never be able to save her. <laughs> so he's like slowly turning to the oh. dark side. So whatever he's like, I'm doing this for the New Republic. I'm like, and yet, here we have the music. I, yeah, I, have I didn't issues. pick up on that. And it's interesting that you bring that up because I wanted to talk about the episode title, and we didn't talk about that yet. So the episode's title is "The Convert," and I feel mm. like it has like the now that meaning. you say that, like almost three meanings, mm. right? Because you have Pershing, Bo-Katan, Mando. maybe maybe even Mando. So and then four with Alaya. Um, because she kind of flip-flops, right? So she's like converting from one side. I don't know, man. That's that's deep. That's like four people that it could apply to. So it's like, who's the convert? We don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's a double agent is. pretending to be a double agent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what a double agent would say. Um, no, for sure. And then <laughs> when the when the new republic elite guy said, Empire, Rebels, New Republic, I can't keep track. I was like. This is so effing relatable, right? They now. they had some stuff like that in some of the Legends books where um, like some of the Rogue Squadron pilots, when they liberated Coruscant, they're like, what do you mean some people like it doesn't affect them? Like the first galactic empire. Well, so <laughs> yes. in, in the talking about, they had a super star destroyer underneath like some buildings and the person who was in charge of the empire at the time just decided to take off and leave. So like whole buildings like fell on and killed like millions of people. So they're like, what do you mean this doesn't like bother the elite? They're like, they've been around for more than one like galactic government change. And they have so much money that like, unless they died, like nothing really affects them. And I'm just like, how in the name of crap are you that rich that like, like a whole government and billions of people died and you don't care. I was like, oh wait, that's the super rich. I love when you just said that. My brain immediately went to Spaceball when he's like, prepare ship for ludicrous speed. Like, we got to get out of here. Just going to flee the scene. Like, we've been jammed. We've been jammed. Oh, my gosh. There's too many. one too many person gr- that would use would raspberry. <laughs> Lone star. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, did you guys notice when they're in Coruscant in the little speeder? By the way, when I was explaining the planet of Coruscant, that was the only thing my brain could comprehend at 6.30 in the morning to Alex was, that was the thing with the speeders with Obi-Wan and Anakin. 
and the, they're jumping off the shit in midair. And Alex was like, oh, yeah, with the Senate. I'm like, yeah, that's what I meant with to say. But, but my brain could only say the one with the speeders and the centipedes. We'll get to that. Um, did you notice the droid flying the speeder started talking to Pershing and its head was completely backwards? Yeah, I was like, is this droid going like, like, to oh, secretly God, be like an Imperial crash assassin? <laughs> like, what's going on here? I didn't notice it until the second time. And I was like, oh, my God, his he, head has like, been turned back like, for quite some time. Turn around. Turn around. He's like, dude, eyes on the road. Eyes on the air. <laughs> I don't know. Eyes that on the just, hyperspace lane. <laughs> yeah. That just threw me off. Um, I have so many. I'm it was unnerving. The- <laughs> I have so many reactions. I'm getting to the end, I promise. Um, did you notice? Do you guys, first of all, do you watch the episode with subtitles or no? No. Uh, sometimes. Oh, my God. I cannot watch any TV without subtitles. I just can't. I, I I'm probably to. reading most of the time and not actually watching what's happening on the screen. Mm-hmm. So then you might have missed. We get a callback to uh, episode two, I want to say. Yeah. I think we get a callback to episode two uh, for the Anzellians with the conversation of the group at the... Uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, the Amnesty. Yes, thank you. I'm like, oh, what was it called? At the Amnesty, when that group of, um, you know, so and so. Did you for a drink? You know, yeah, that group. Uh, did you, did any of you hear it? What? What the little callback to episode two was, what they said. It depends. Okay, so this is how the dialogue goes on the screen. You can't really hear it, but the subtitles say this. It says, yeah, said I was, and I quote, on the way up. And then the guy responds and says, oh, poodoo, we don't get promoted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I think it was Aliyah who said, no, you don't get promoted. And somebody else said, love it or whatever. Um, so I died when poodoo, poodoo was italicized in the, in the captions. You can't hear it. I listened to it twice. You literally can't hear him say poodoo, but I heard him say it. So it reminded me it? first of Sobova I couldn't hear from it. episode one. <laughs> and but now they say it, the Anzellians say it. Uh, he, he poodoo. Destroyed a poodoo. And now anytime I'm mad at Alex, I just say this boy a poodoo and I walk away. <laughs> it works. It works pretty well. Oh my gosh. Um the cubicles. I got Loki vibes. Did anyone get Loki vibes? Yeah, I mean, so you didn't watch Andor, so they had it in no. Andor, and that's kind of what it reminded me of. It also it. What Let me it, clarify. Yeah. I watched Andor through episode four, and I lost interest. And everyone's like, "No, that's where it gets so good." And I honestly think I just need to restart from the beginning because I just, I, I tried to start again, and I just, I couldn't get it. So I think I need to start from scratch and watch it all the way through. And I'll report back. It, but it apparently it's very similar to the plot in this episode. It definitely, I almost, I almost used a word that I shouldn't have used. I was about to say it definitely climaxes. It definitely picks up <laughs> for sure. <laughs> wow. Listen, how I've, how I've evolved that I even know. Is that the that wrong word? To say that. Who's to say? Who's to say? Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, those are those adult those content at home. Warning. Andrew is completely flush red. <laughs> Anyway, I am part he Irish, is. leave me alone. Um, <laughs> um, it reminded me just like of like government bureaucracy and monotony. And it's just like, 
as much as the empire is different from the new republic it's not that different like like mm-hmm. they have the same it's like the same data work they're literally throwing away perfectly good stuff that they could just like repurpose so because it's you know not rebe- rebel tech or yeah it's not rebel tech and the <laughs> empire would do the same for rebel tech so i don't know why you said rebel tech and my brain went weather tech so thank you for that you should welcome. be a brand can we make a logo that's like WeatherTech but Rebel Tech? I would buy a sticker. <laughs> oh, what were your reactions watching it on your phone at lunch, Adam? <laughs> it was a very rough uh, little time, you know, I'm trying to listen on top of my, my big old diesel engine I was sitting in, but. <laughs> that is not what I thought you were about to say. No. <laughs> you cut out for a second. In the driver's seat trying to eat my tacos and. Oh. And, Sitting there listening to my, yeah, could be worse, but (laughs) absolutely loved the beginning with all the basically dogfighting. Um, I have so many questions of where they came from and where that's going to lead to because that that's not something you just pull out of thin air. That that's got to be something. So the fact that we're left hanging with that, I am loving it mm-hmm. yeah um, they don't have hyperdrive so they had to come from somewhere yeah they're short range mm-hmm. um hmm. i didn't realize that i mean you, like some of the first order me. ones have them so it's like natural that eventually it'll progress that way so it's possible these are modified but that was a lot that was you gotta have that many. there was six fighters at the beginning and then there was a full squadron of 12 interceptors after that plus the tie bombers that was a lot of specialized equipment for an empire that can barely get their standard equipment at this point. And whoever's controlling them to draw them away so they can bomb the crap out of Bo's castle, mm-hmm. that's that's somebody who's got Hates some intelligence Bo that much. Like, who, who specifically, like, wants to keep Mandalore? I mean, obviously, a fractured empire is benefited by a fractured and split Mandalore. But, like, yep. who needs that specifically that bad? And who hates Bo that badly? Mm. Or is it just like Thrawn? This is one of Thrawn's plans behind the scene. Like, this is how we keep them subverted. But I mean, it's pretty stupid. We don't plan. even know if he's back yet. So I don't, don't even think he's like a player on the board. I he feel like be. you're right that it's, I feel like it's more to do with Cyborg eyeball. But I mean, that's like, just, just me. who, who hates her that much to do that? Or who's stupid enough to be like, yeah, she'll just back out of the fight after this. She's not going to, surely she won't get angry. Like, I think that's what they were counting on. I thought, I thought personally they were trying to get her to emotionally react because she was so emotional. And then she would get killed. Yeah. Or, well, not even that. I feel like they would capture her kind of like they did with the pirates and draw her out to a star destroyer and then suck her up and Hmm. do whatever. You know what I mean? I feel like that's maybe what they were going to do, but. There were what, like 20 ships and I didn't see any Star Destroyer. So I don't know. It was pretty cloudy. With a chance <laughs> of Sorry. It was pretty cloudy out there in space. I don't know. <laughs> what else, Adam? Um, moving on to the Coruscant scene. I mean, Coruscant. You know, my, favorite, my favorite planet. Were you guys getting... Oh, how do I put this? So... We'll, we'll flash back to previous seasons, but when they had child-sized restraints for Grogu, 
and they're finally realizing, oh, are Maybe we the, we're bad, the guys? bad guys? <laughs> I got that feeling from the New Republic now with they have their re-education camps mm. and, you know, spying on these people, basically. Mm. It makes me wonder, yeah, it's just a new government, but is it just, you know, the same <laughs> BS in, you know, a different, you know, different rapper? Adam's so, like, look at Alaya eating those crackers like the bitch owns the place. She lied. She does like the yellow <laughs> ones. Um, that was my thought. I was like, that's how they're putting the icing on the cake to, symbol- to, simplify, to symbolize that she's a liar. She's eating the yellow ones. She's a liar. So yeah. I had this conversation or a similar conversation with Dayton um, last week um, when I was in uh, Orlando. Um, Dayton is my cousin's husband. Adam knows Dayton. Um, they oh, cool. used to be coworkers. Oh, funny. Um, so what up, Dayton? Qu- Shout out to you. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was a quote in the first season of Mandalorian. Um, the client was talking to Mando and he said, you know, are things really that much better? He goes by using any metric thing. Things were better under the empire in every SAR system across the board, as far as peace, security, as far as people being fed, as far as like jobs and stuff like that. So like, technically yeah they were better at order because wow it's like he listened to freedom. anakin because i have brought nobody... peace yeah. security to my new empire so like I, I told wyatt like technically things could be safer but you have no freedom so i think it was ben franklin who said those who give up their freedom in exchange for security deserve neither or something like that so it's there's there's a healthy medium to be found but i think as long as there's a human element you're never going to find it the new republic kind of has to have some things like that in place otherwise they're just going to be subverted from within um but part of me it kind of reminded me of stuff like operation paperclip where the american government thousands of ex-nazis um in which a lot of them were used to send the first man to the moon um, and NASA, they mm. did that operation because the Russians were going to use them because we were in a state of Cold War. And the, the scare was that the Russians were going to use them to make weapons. So mm. it's like either we use them for, you know, fairly benign things or the Russians kill us with these perfect killers. Thought So with mm. Alaya being in the New Republic government a little bit, She's still has her imperial loyalties because yeah. you know she turned the dosage up, so she's kind of there to kill off anybody who could be yeah. of use to the new new republic, or so, not kill them, just wipe their memory. Yeah. You know? So or and then uh, which is worse because then she lobotomize can yeah mold them to be whatever she needs them to be. So you know? I think like as much as part of it is like yes, some of this is the new republic. I think some of it is that because they're taking on so many people in the amnesty program that a little bit of, it's kind of like Hydra from in inside of shield. I they're think it's a little guys. bit of that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, th- I think there's a little bit of a rogue element in there personally. You're it's, saying it's she should have happen. turned up the dial and said, hail Hydra at the same time. <laughs> I'm just I saying did, that I was my thought. Something. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. I did get a lot of Imperial sympathizer vibes from her. So when she flipped and then makes it look like she's, you know, with the New Republic, I'm like, 
I totally read that wrong. And then, nope, nope. We, I, we read I right. totally, I totally Yo, thought. Her acting at the end, it was mm-hmm. all her face. Like, it, mm-hmm. I mean, and the, eating the crackers, but like completely the, different. The mouth acting she did with her jaw and like mm-hmm. her, oh my God, she's just, she's so good. I'm so glad they brought her from like the obscure character that she was to be mm-hmm. like more prominent because she's got the acting chops for she sure. She had good range. Like, I mean, you could tell like yeah. her friendly side was her mask. Like that was oh, just so sure. wild yeah. to see because it, it was... seemed so natural and it seemed so welcoming and disarming that it's just like, that was your mask. God, you're a Nazi. Not kidding. But like, <laughs> like for the state, <laughs> right. Imperial. Yeah. yeah. So close, close enough. Yeah. So that was, that was my thoughts to, to kind of what Adam said. Um, took five minutes, but those are my thoughts. No, for sure. It's good. Five minutes. Thank you. But, the rest of my reactions are going to bleed straight into predictions. So Perfect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save those. Okay, great. Um, so my reaction, my first one um, was, is Bo questioning what she saw or is she intentionally keeping it a secret? Um, I don't does think that she's have qu- anything to do with the chosen one prophecy or. Yeah. So the whole mythosaur rising from uh-huh. whatever that they mentioned I think she knows about that prophecy. I also think that she doesn't necessarily want what that brings. And she also doesn't, like, it would countermand her point about this is all just kid stuff. You don't have to take it too There you go. The most lore thing about your people is real and you saw it. Yep. So it, it definitely would, like, convolute her point to Din. So I think there's a few reasons she would keep it secret, but I'm wondering if she's going to like speak to the armorer privately about it. Um, again, I was very surprised that they didn't have a bigger spat for sure. I I yeah, I, I was assuming right. they would recognize each other actually. Um, I mean, she did. She called her by name and talked about I mean, her plan and she was, didn't have to introduce herself. She knew I thought there she was, was. going to be more of an exchange between the two. I feel like you're right. There should have been like, I mean, maybe there will be. But I mean, right. the armor is of so few words, like she can know everything that's going on and she'll be like, yeah, if it comes out naturally in conversation, I guess I'll say it. But like, you know, I'm not going to force it. Like yeah. she's like, I mean, I feel like she's <laughs> just grateful that in a way she like, I don't know, it's almost like, again, like she's manipulating all of this to happen because it's like mm-hmm. Mando needed her help to accomplish his mission, which roped her back into the to the fold in the mm-hmm. first place and there was no way somebody else was coaxing her ass off that throne mm-hmm. you know what i mean she was yeah. so reluctant and she had to do it out of uh you know support you know yeah. for mando's life not mm-hmm. for anything else so i don't know man that's just a lot um at the, at the moment yeah you have bow and the armorer still on it they're for the moment in step with each other they're for the moment they aren't out of step though there's not a reason for any hatred at the moment yeah i also am hoping that they realize that mandalorians tend to fight other mandalorians for little to no reason and they really can't anymore since they are probably close to being an endangered species level at this point (laughs) um I mean, like how many times, it's kind of like the Asgardians, like how many times are we going to keep culling the Mandalorian population? Like eventually, yeah. like, 
there's got to be nobody left. Like they're very similar. It's what like was it? for Thor four. Our... Half of our soldiers are dead. Half of our soldiers are always dead. Like yeah. Well, what was the whole thing with the Asgardians? It's the same as Mandalorians. It's a people, not a planet now mm-hmm. because of how much they've been threatened. That's wild. How many yeah. of them are not born on Mandalore now? Well, I mean, I for for me, it was always the Mandalorian star system. So now they have Concordia, which I don't know if that was in Legends or not, but they have Concord Dawn, which is mm-hmm. in canon, and it was in Legends. It's where Jango Fett's from in Legends. Um, I think they went there in Rebels when they went for the to introduce the Protectors and Fen Rao, who's voiced by that doctor from the show. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Owen Grey's Hunt Anatomy. or um, yeah, Doctor Owen Hunt. Uh, yep, it's gonna come to me, but yeah, that guy, um, Scottish guy. So for me, it was always like born in the star system. Like there, there you go. Like I'm a New Yorker. I'm not from Manhattan. I'm from one of the other boroughs, but there are people born in the other 98% of the state upstate who are still New Yorkers. Yeah. And even, even though like the New York Times or CNN, anytime something happens on Staten Island, it's always, oh, this happened to a local Staten Islander. But if something happens in Brooklyn, it happened to a New Yorker. So that's pretty funny how they like, oh, the, adopted redheaded, the adopted redheaded yeah, stepchild of yeah. New York. Um <laughs> That uh, uh, New York like won it, the that New York won quote unquote in a boat race, um, which means they lost. <laughs> um, but so it's it's kind of like one of those things. Like that you're a Mandalorian. Maybe his maybe his family migrated to that planet and they weren't initially born there, and that's why he's a foundling. Like we'll we'll never know. They keep changing the rules as they go. But um, for me, like the amnesty um, program. I've like been saying for years, like how many ex-imperials were just like regular guys who just wanted to serve their country or regular girls who just wanted to have a job with the government. Like, oh, I got a big government job. Like, yeah, like it sounds great. And then it all comes crumbling down. It's like, oh, they were bad, but I didn't do anything. I <laughs> I did my bad. data work. I walked to the floor. Like, yeah. so it just, it's nice to see like, because I've been saying this for years, they need to show the other side of that. And then for those ex-imperials who did bad stuff, but were just like, I thought I was doing it for the right reasons. Now to kind of see how that's transferring over, it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also liked Wyatt's, uh, Adam's point, sorry. I also liked Adam's <laughs> point. Um, I miss you, Wyatt. I, I, I do miss Wyatt, but he can have fun in Barbados. We'll just be fine here <laughs> as it was 43 degrees this morning in Florida. For oh my gosh, Ugh. yeah. Twice, two days in a row. Yeah, second and least. raining, raining today here. In yeah. But the whole um, how it's kind of looking like two sides of the same coin between the empire and the rebellion. It's like, I guess a government can only look so different. It's just it's just interesting to see. Um, I, I For me, I have this theory that there's a good reason why the New Republic fell so easily to the First Order. And one, it's because you heard them, they were demilitarizing. They were disassembling the Alliance fleet. Because a certain time after the war ends, which is a year and four days in canon after Endor, um, after the Battle of Jakku, um, they immediately start demilitarizing. So first Mm. they start stripping weapons off of ships, then they start stripping ships in general. Certain factions can only have such a powerful military. And then it's um, now star systems will have like their own smaller defense fleets like starfighters and stuff like that. 
And then the First Order, just like Germany after World War I going into World War II, is still building up their arsenal in secret. So I think there are ex-imperial sympathizers in the, the, the New Republic who are coaxing the failure of this government already. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. But those are my reactions. Um, and that brings us into predictions, the next category. Yes. So yes. predictions. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, there's going to be more to the cloning, um, even though she's like, quote unquote, wiping his mind. They wouldn't like make as much of a big deal out of it just to let it go. I mean, I think I've been wrong before. Most of my friends are women. I'm wrong every day. And <laughs> oh, I, it's just something I get used to. I learn new stuff every day. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm rehabilitated. I'm not enough. He's single ladies. Oh my gosh. Uh, don't embarrass me. Um, Too late. For those of those of you listening at home, once again, Andrew is turning flush red. <laughs> Andrew was turning flush red. Anyway, um, so predictions. We're definitely going to get more with the cloning. Um, just as far as what, like, like, is this little, uh, what what do they call that? Um, uh, lobotomizing thing that they're doing to him. Like, yeah. is it going to stick? Or is he still going to be pursuing the cloning? Or are we going to cut to a new character who's doing cloning? Or I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I... I don't think they're going to cast him out so easily. He's been in a couple episodes before. I don't think this is his end personally. No. Yeah. I I'm not sure it's her end either. Why would they bring him back for be such a huge part of this episode? He was in away. as much the or more of the episode, episode than, than yeah. Mando was. So I don't yep. think this is the end. Um, I think it's, I think it's kind of like uh rogue one when uh, with, we'll go to when they, <laughs> they, they have Boys. him hooked up to, to Bodhi. Knows the uh, truth. Wyatt, Wyatt missed this episode of all episodes. He um, knows the truth. But when they hook him up to the Imperial pilot, he's like kind of loopy for a while. Like it takes him a while to get out of it. I think that's kind of going to be the effect that this is going to have. Or oh, maybe no. like he turned flush red. He his brains was fried. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, there was something yeah. I wanted to say based off of that prediction yeah. because. When Pershing does his little TED talk to the elites in uh, Coruscant for the New Republic, we get this introduction where he talks about this part of his research he was transitioning into that had nothing to do with a client or so he says, where he liked the idea of taking a DNA sample or a strand from one donor and mm. another donor to get the best qualities to create the ultimate donor. So I was like, hmm. Eugenics? Interesting. Well, yes, first of all. <laughs> and secondly, interesting plot point. Why would they put that in this show? Yeah. What's the first DNA sample they were seeking? Was baby? Was the baby? Was the first one we know about. He has both names. George Lucas said you can call them both. And so no, I mean, did John he's the, he's the first source, I mean, that yes. you know about. Yeah. No, I was yelling it at him, not oh, you. Okay. Sorry, I know my default okay. is to yell at you. Um, okay. But I was yelling at our guest. Um, so yes, the first DNA sample they were looking for was yeah. the high M count, the mm -hmm. high midichlorians from a Jedi, yes. from a Force-sensitive being. Mm -hmm. Cut to what other DNA sample did we see get taken in the last episode? 
the life force being sucked out of a Mandalorian. Are we hmm. gonna get a um a I'd like to see Grogu it. baby? What is happening? I don't know. I just I, I'm, I'm like curious. this is gonna be like a fighter and a bounty hunter and a force sensitive. It's gonna be like a Mandalorian Jedi it thing. Like super soldiers, even though yeah. we know Oh my god, they are Hydra. You're right. Well, I, I mean, it's not even necessarily Hydra. Like, I mean, there's been plenty of other stuff in sci-fi and fantasy and all that it where they try and joke. make super. I, Adam I got it. <laughs> I got it too. But I mean, it also again, Nazi Germany, eugenics. But yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's just where my mind went because I'm like, what two well, DNA samples have we gotten? One, they sucked really the life out of this guy, and then yeah. two, obviously they weren't successful. I don't think he ultimately got. Didn't, he didn't get a sample from Grogu? I don't even remember. It was so long I ago. I don't remember. Um, what I will say is it's interesting what they've been with Bad Batch because Bad Batch comes out the same day. Um, but they've been introducing ideas like right before they would reintroduce them in Mandalorian. So yep. two episodes ago, there was a whole plot there was a what plot? There was a whole cloning plot in Bad Batch. They cloned. Yeah, you talked about it a little bit last time. Yeah, spoiler alert. They cloned the Zillow beast from the uh, the Clone Wars. It was this giant beast that they found on Malastare by accident. That they it was an ancient beast. They all not on dead. Zillow.com. Got it. No, okay. not on Zillow.com, which I am on every day for work, for housing purposes, um, for insurance purposes. Oh, no. So. I can't stop able to clone this beast. Yes. Um, So it's interesting to see that. And also uh, cloning is actually kind of a big part, not just because the Bad Batch are clones, but they have this secret facility now that the Empire is doing secret cloning things on. And their uniforms looked like Dr. Pershing's uniform Mm. last season. It's the same okay. uniform. Now it's like kind of an offshoot of like Kaminoan uniform because I guess it's just that's their two for cloning uniforms. But so it's interesting to see ideas play out in one show and transfer over to this show. I think they're doing this on purpose. Again, mm-hmm. we know Palpatine's body in the new movie, The, <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker, was a clone. And it was, right. he's a, it was a Force-sensitive clone. Yep. So it's interesting to see like where they're going before they get there. So I definitely think that they're going to connect a few more dots and I definitely, we're going to get more about that mythosaur. That's not a one-off. That's, it's the hugest one-off ever and a giant waste of one if they were to. So those are, those are my predictions. Um, Adam, what do you think? Well, you said mythosaur Mm -hmm. and that's where I want to start. Okay. This is going to be how Bo-Katan rises and reunites her people. Do you think Hell she, yeah. she's a mythosaur? That she didn't tell Mando. Mm, okay. She kept it to herself Calculated. for a reason. If she can't get the Darksaber, or she didn't, she didn't, hasn't won it mm, yet. Nothing, technic- you know, on a technicality. Yes. Yet she hasn't won it. This is something else. Her ancestors used to ride the mythosaur. Mm-hmm. It is the symbol of her people. She is going to rise up and use so. this thing. The songs one- of Eon's past were told what? of the mythosaur rising up to herald a new age of Mandalore. I, didn't I say last episode that I wanted Din to ride it, just like Boba tamed the uh, 
<laughs> yes. yes, you did. Because, I mean, the first time we can and canonically see Boba Fett is in an unfortunate movie that uh, came out in 1978 that we don't have to talk about, but he was writing a mythosaur. Um, mm -hmm. So I am I, I would love to see Bo-Katan finally get hers. I'd like to see her, like, acknowledge that she kind of screwed the pooch previously just a little bit. Like, wasn't all her fault, but just, you know, character development, sweetheart. But oh. I would like to see her, you know, yeah. get what she actually deserves and, you know, rule at some point. And oh. Quill talked about it. Mm -hmm. um to din in the beginning and talked about your ancestors, your ancestors used were to, the, yeah. the mythosaur surely you can ride this young bull yeah mm -hmm. that'd be uh pretty crazy if that happened mm -hmm. i miss quill Rip. i have spoken <laughs> i have spoken my dad loved when that came out of course all the dads loved that oh yeah like he would just look because i was still living with them at the time so he would just look at me and goes move out i have spoken this is the way. So, yeah, uh, you know, probably three times a day. Um, but I did it, Dad. I mean, I didn't do it for you, but I did it. He did it. Yay. He's a big boy. Hooray. Right. Right. Speaking of which, I have to pay rent today. Oh, but boy. so that's that's your prediction. Then. Well, right we're going to tie Came that up. in to the beginning of, of the episode with the Mythosaur. We're going to tie it into the end of the episode. She now has a way in with the. The covert, that whole, yeah, the covert, the, that whole of the watch, yeah, the a covert that would normally have not sided with her because she wasn't walking the way. Yeah, she I mean, he basically said, and now she's reborn. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm tracking, I'm tracking. As long that. as she keeps her helmet on, if she were to Pretty ride much. in with that mythosaur, every single one of them would fall in line. Bend the even knee, if she took, even if she took her helmet off the day bend after the fucking that, knee. As well, soon the as they bent the knee, the game of Thrones style. Yep. Yes. So. I really thought it was going to take this whole season to get Mando to yep. Mandalore. Yeah. And so the fact we. that it happened on episode two absolutely it's blew my mind. I'm pretty sure why it was like, I don't bananas. even think we're going to get this season. I was like, I think we'll get it this season. I was not expecting episode two. I was, I was, no. I was like, things actually progress at a, at a pace this season. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, uh, where <laughs> are I'm the pirates? Still waiting for the pirates to come back. I'm waiting on those, and I hope it's like a an intro to Hondo, live action Hondo. Oh, Gotta we happen. need, we so need a Hondo. I would <laughs> love a multiple season Hondo show, just going my through the friend. years. He's like, <laughs> my friends, <laughs> my friends. It's been too long. Uh, he's like Jack Sparrow mixed with somebody even less reputable. Um, <laughs> but that would be cool. So what else you got? What else you got, Adam? What else? I don't think we've seen the last of these, uh, wherever this, these TIE fighters are coming from. Mm -mm. Yeah, more TIE fighters. I, I think the pirates, wherever these TIEs came from, and the Mandalorians are going to clash again. I don't know if we're going to have, you know, an enemy of an, my enemy is a friend situation where they have to team up with, you know, somebody that Ooh. they don't like. Mm -hmm. maybe the pirates have to join up with mando after mando just pissed him off because he blew a bunch of them away but i <laughs> something's coming with that i mean are and we not in the, the are we not in the year of uh find out with what last year being f around so i mean they know what they got themselves <laughs> into uh, that would have been the perfect time for the one f word this episode yeah i uh, no, i already, sorry, I already took it i would like oh. to but so but yeah that's where i think where we're going so what do you got Alyssa? 
Um, my prediction is that magician is going to quickly be out of work when a Jedi shows up and makes him look like an idiot in the town square. That's my prediction. <laughs> He's like, and now I'm going to pull a rabbit out of the hat. And the kids are like, wow. And I'm like, have you never seen a Jedi float a little orb across the spaceship before? What would have been perfect if it was that guy who was pretending to be a Jedi in Kenobi? Yes. This exactly what I thought. That would have been perfect. Pretty much. And, and that... no, they have not seen a Jedi float stuff across. They all died when y'all like to remind me of that in Order 66. Yes, I know. That's I what mean, I'm but saying. That, that is happened, once a Jedi got, shows 19, up, once Grogu sets up his little thing in the square, my man never needs to take a bounty. He's just going to sit there, you know, showing off his magic tricks. Okay. And. It would do break it do you in. think they're going to show another Order sixty six thing? Or yeah, they will. Uh, I hope not. Adam, that's, that's got to like be coming. There's no explanation <laughs> on on Grogu's trauma. So well, like who stole Grogu away from and, the temple? Yeah, because exactly. Somebody There's took him still away. No explanation. It's, it's been right. said someone yep. stole him away. So I'm I'm curious to see who that was. Yep, we'll get that eventually. But yeah, that if was another Jedi escaped the temple besides Grogu. If we don't get it in Mando, we're definitely going to get it in Ahsoka. That would be cool. That would make sense. That would make well, sense. Well, I'm so I'm curious to see because before um, Cara Dune's uh, actress um, Gina Carano got ousted, she, it was looking like for she was going to be no uh, for having opinions that you she know, posted she had. about the Nazi order. Literally, I mean, one of her co. Also posted that same post, just meaning it the complete opposite way. But right. we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Before she was ousted for beliefs that she shouldn't have expressed the way she expressed. Um, Good way to say she it. Looked to be um, the character <laughs> that would be across all the shows because they were scouting her for Rangers of the mm. New Republic, which is sadly probably not happening now. Like a lot of Star Wars projects, which is killing me. They're turning into DC, which is to an alcoholic oh yeah um, that's like a good the, comparison the, yeah, that's we're funny. gonna do this and then no never mind we're not gonna do it then don't tell me just don't tell me but so she was gonna be in that show and she's in mandalorian and she probably would have been in book of boba fett like helping din to help boba so and she could have been in because she's a ranger of the new republic she could have met up with possibly ahsoka or whatever so I'm curious to see how they're going to fill the plot void of that because it was supposed to be like the remnants of the Empire versus the rising New Republic. So we're getting a little bit of that with all those TIE fighters, TIE interceptors that showed up um, this episode. So I'm, I'm kind of curious where you guys think how that's going to unfold. Is it only going to be in the Ahsoka show or are we going to get some other, are we going to get another show? Because as far as I as far as I know, the range of the New Republic recasted yeah, them not, to do yeah. now it's not happening. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna continue to like pop in and out of all the shows. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't know how successful that is because there's a whole audience that did not watch Book Book of Boba Fett that was dropped into the premiere of season three going, huh? What? So, you know, they yeah. gave him a couple breadcrumbs here and there to try to speed it up and fill them in, but they missed the whole, mm-hmm. you know, Ahsoka Luke of it all, sadly. Um, well, yes, Wyatt, they, sadly. They, didn't, they but... didn't expressly say it 
to a large enough audience that Mandalorian or that Book of Boba would point five. They yeah. said it in like the behind the scenes stuff if you watched it on Disney Plus, but right. a lot of people don't watch those. No, I haven't watched them all. So on the behind the be, scenes, yeah, yeah, like it would be nice if right and there like was a my way dad communicate that. My dad is like a fan of the shows, but he only watches when I come over. He doesn't mm-hmm. watch by himself. So I don't know why he knows how to work the freaking Roku, but in the Disney Plus, but he won't watch it without me. So I have to watch these episodes like six times, which I'm darn not. Darn those redhead about. men. I know. Darn those gingers, truly. But um, he's not ginger anymore. It's all blonde because it's gray. So when you go, when you go gray as a redhead, it's blonde. That happened to my, my uncle buddy. <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't think he had a desire to watch Book of Boba Fett. He only watched it because I was watching it and I would talk about it. And then when Mando jumped in there, he was like, oh, now I really need to watch it. So we did a whole binge session where we caught him up, which is probably what we're going to have to do with Mando because he's behind. But because we were watching The Last of Us, which he also can't watch without me. It's a whole thing. So he's two episodes behind on that. It's a whole thing. It's just a lot. But yeah, I think there's a whole crop of people, including my my father who didn't watch or don't actively watch those shows until they're like, Oh yeah, there's a reason I should catch up on this. And then they're dropped into the middle of the storyline and like, what, what are we, what are we talking about? So well, I don't do know if feel, it's the most successful. Do you feel model. bad for those people? Because we know the entire backstory. We've watched the 60 hours of clone wars. We've watched rebels. We, you know, we do these deep dives in there. Do you feel bad for the people who are just I don't, casually watching? I don't, I don't feel bad for them personally. Um, because like when I watch those episodes with my dad and it, and it was in Boba Fett with the Lothcat and it was in, you know, Mando with a million Easter eggs, right. And Ahsoka and all the things. I get excited and I'm like, oh my God. And then that's an opportunity for me to be like, well, that's from this. And I can flex my Star Wars knowledge and say to that person, like, this is from this series and you should go watch it. Or when we're on the podcast, we can say, oh, this is, you know, in reference to the Clone Wars, or this is in reference to Rebels. What a great series. You should go watch it. Because uh, again, like this is our favorite thing. Like this is painted on my walls and tattooed on my fiance. This is our favorite thing. It's not everybody else's favorite thing. For some people, it's like going to watch a baseball game. Like I, I'll enjoy a baseball game as much as the next person. I ain't got a baseball logo tattooed on my body, but mm. I'm considering getting a Star Wars tattoo. Like Adam has a million Star Wars tattoos, you know? I go again next month. There you go. Adam has fantastic Star Wars tattoos. Shout yeah, out to I my just, artist, Phil Morgan. Find him on Morgan. Instagram. <laughs> I just want a teeny one, not a whole sleeve. I can't commit. Not to that. But sorry, Andrew, you were going to say, do you feel bad for them? Oh, thank you for repeating that because I forgot what I was going to say. I got you. Um, So (laughs) I feel bad at the beginning of a process. So kind of like in the Marvel movies, whenever you're at the movie theater and people leave before the end credit scene. Oh, my God. Or they leave during the mid credit and you're like, there's another one. So like in Iron Man, the first like that was like one of the first in like 2008 when Iron Man came out we're like wow so obviously nobody knew then and it's understandable and you like tell the guy after when you're seeing it a second time hey dude we gotta stay there's something at the end he's like oh there is yeah I already saw it oh thanks man you know it's like that sort of thing and then by the time Avengers comes out four years later like you're used to it but there's still people who aren't and you're like oh people still aren't used to this 
But then, like, by the time Black Panther came out in, like, 2018, I'm just like, I was like, who doesn't know this anymore? Like, I'm just like, I'm like, there's a better way. But, like, now I'm just like, <laughs> I don't feel bad. I'm like, you guys are being purposefully ignorant or you just don't feel like waiting another five minutes. Like, life's not that important. Like, you, you could chill out and wait a second. So, I, honestly, sometimes I feel like people just don't know because some yeah. people don't know there's a mid-credit scene and a post-credit scene and there's not always there's not both. always both. Right. I mean, heck, there's not always one. No. Right, so, right. But, but usually most of the time, there's right. at least one. So if you it's average like, it out, one and a half per movie yeah it's like for me if i don't know it's worth staying another five minutes because what am i gonna rush and try to beat the traffic out of the parking lot who cares it's usually midnight anyway when the time you're leaving the premiere toward toward the beginning when it was just like rebels and clone wars it's like yeah i felt bad for people like oh what, what, what does this mean i only watched one or what you know whatever and now that there's multiple shows that are referencing each other it's like Yes, that's crap for you to catch up on all of a sudden. Like, yes, I have an advantage that I've been watching Star Wars since before The Phantom Menace came out. So I technically grew up on the originals as a four-year-old. But so, (laughs) like, yeah, so I have an advantage. We have an advantage that they don't have. But, I mean, at some point, it's a choice. Like, it's not their favorite thing. And that's okay. I enjoy Game of Thrones. I haven't seen all of it. It doesn't mean it's my, I think it's for the most part, very well written, except for the last season. I think it's excellently cast and ex- excellently. Had to throw that dialogue. shot in there. <laughs> Listen, we all make mistakes, right? But <laughs> it's not my favorite thing. So I'm, I'm sure, uh, what is that? Downton Abbey is. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love excellently it. Excellently acted movies. flawlessly. So good. Oh my God. Hilarious. Probably not ever going to be my thing. I've never seen it, but it's probably not ever going to be my thing. Grey's Anatomy has a far better shot of being my thing. than. <laughs> Thank you for inspiring me to go rewatch Downton Abbey. Um, Cause I was oh, like, boy. I need a show to rewatch and that's it. I'm going to put Alex through that again. He's going to be like, pick another British drama. There's too many. Don't tell him it was my fault. Uh, that's okay. So he doesn't listen to the Staten podcast. Okay. He won't know. <laughs> um, I have two more predictions and then we'll, I think, wrap up. I think we're wrapping up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, my Siri on my watch starts talking right as I'm about to talk shit about a droid doing an HR job. That was perfect timing. Um, I just liked how the droid was trying to do this like HR function of like, are you feeling any feelings of resentment towards your coworkers? Are you feeling any feelings of resentment towards the new Republic? And he's like, no, anyway, I got a question for you. And he's like, all pissy. I'm like, there's no emotion to that. And it's like, if I was the person who I am, the person who has the background in HR, and if I was the person doing the HR function, in the Star Wars universe, I think I could pick up on that the guy was a little off kilter and that something was wrong, probably just based on the questions and his face when I gave him the answer. Mm-hmm. So probably so a certain a, job shouldn't be automated. Yep. I was going to say probably a bad idea to um, have that happen. I don't even think that was a prediction anymore. That was just something I needed to say, apparently. Um mm. And then my last one was Grogu. So he's the only one that didn't bathe in the living waters, uh, but he's only a foundling at this point. So are we at some point, if 
they stay in this Mandalorian order, gonna go back to Mandalore and get him a helmet and do the whole is I mean, he's gonna have to talk, right? Like at some point during he's gonna have to bathe and talk, yeah. I feel like they're kind of leading up to that because he's babbling and cooing more. And like Pelly was like, mm-hmm. did he just say his first word? And it's going to be me with my niece. And I'm going to be like, did she just say TT? Like, did she say my name? And they're going to be like, no, she was just like spitting up. Um, <laughs> but like pe- you're the godmother, you know, the aunt like Pelly's like more of like the godmother or the aunt, not the mother. Um, they hear what they want to hear. Right. So she was like, oh, my God, did he say my name? Did you hear that? He said my name or whatever she said um, that he was talking. So. I feel like they're kind of opening the door and he's like babbling a lot more and like making a lot more noises than he normally does that they're like working it up. Like he's going to have to talk at some point. Right. And two years have passed. So probably talked when he was like a Jedi youngling. No, remember, I think they were saying like she can Ahsoka could like hear his thoughts or like feel his thoughts. Mm -hmm. So that's how they communicated. And that's how she learned his name. But like, I feel like, I mean, Yoda obviously talks in riddles or talked in riddles. So at some point, the we're going to get, well, yeah, there's that. I, there's so little I, I, we know about it. It's like, I think like she said, like he had like regressed a lot of himself so that he wouldn't get caught by the empire. So I'm wondering if like, if he did talk interactions and talking is part of it. Like, I, I'm not saying he talked mm. well, but like. He's probably like a little kid, you know, like when little kids like yeah. around certain parents pretend to be like littler or younger excuse me yep so i think it's kind of a little bit of that like oh he's like acting like a baby because you know he wants to be babied for a little longer i mean it's interesting though because he's like (laughs) you know a a child right and he's 50 something and now two years at least two years have passed Mm -hmm. so there has not been much progression in his speech there's been a lot of progression in his force ability and other things since then but i feel like that's it's leading up to like he's going to say like daddy or something and then we're all going to cry. It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, all right, it's going to be like, right. and Alyssa's going to be like, like, I feel similarly towards <laughs> Pedro Pascal. <laughs> you can scream my name all night, sugar. All right. Anyway, just well, like a lot of turning that, red today. Just like, listen, it's a meme. It's a thing. Okay, Look I it up. Know. It's on the internet. It's Pedro Pascal's doing this bit from a different movie where he says, blah, 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 blah. And you can scream my name all night, sugar. And he does it in this like Southern drawl. It's amazing. I turn red and so they cut easily, to so They cut to a song and it goes, uh, hey, sexy lady. And it's Pedro like strutting in his little, yeah, it's amazing. I'll send it to you. It's a great edit. I love the one Alex shared with you. He said, if you're watching, if your girl's watching The Mandalorian and The Last of, Last of Us, she ain't your girl. She's Pedro's girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah Alex that. posted that on my Facebook. we're watching the last of us and mando right now so yep my wife ain't my wife did you see the one that i posted on alex's facebook i'm gonna pull it up i'm gonna pull it up and i'll read it because it's in spanish so even if you saw it you might not have understood it but alex and i were actually joking about this the other day and then i saw the exact exact meme that we were referencing but it was in spanish so give me two seconds i want to judge but i can't judge (laughs) let me pull it up really quick no like literally let me pull it up really quick and then um we'll talk about easter eggs and wrap up because i had a couple easter eggs i wanted to while you're doing that i'm gonna throw this prediction out there okay we're thinking grogu yeah he's doing a lot more cooing do you think he will talk this season and if so what do you want his first word to be 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, feel like he's going to talk and he's going to say, daddy. We're getting a lot Dada. this season very quickly. So normally I would be based off the last two seasons. I'd be like, I don't know if we're going to get that. I think it's possible. Like he's doing more this season. Like he's like, go get Bo-Katan. And he did it. And he was he's so jumping brave. around and all that. Yeah. But so I think he is going to talk this season. And I really want his first word to be. Mondo. <laughs> they go see grief like so much. Magistrate. I want to just be like, yes, the Mondo. high magistrate. High right. magistrate. Yep. Hi. I, I just want Grogu to just <laughs> get Mondo. <laughs> so uh-huh. I found I found I found the meme. I sent it to you in the chat, but I'll read it to you. It's um Grogu in the N1 Starfighter in the glass in Mando's like cockpit. And there's a little note taped to the window in Spanish, and it says, No romper el cristal. El pequeño está bien. Tiene puesto el arre y sus canciones favoritas de los conquistadores del Ecuador. So it says, I know what conquistadors mean. <laughs> it says, Do not break the glass. The little one is fine. He's got the air on full blast and his favorite songs from the conquistadors from Ecuador. <laughs> it's like when you leave your dog in the car and it's like in a Tesla. <laughs> the dog is fine. The air is on. He's cool. Alex and I were joking about it and then it came up and it came up in Spanish and I understood it and I was dying laughing and had to post it too as well. <laughs> Don't break the glass. Okay. So there were a couple Easter eggs. We didn't want to make this like a whole damn category because we didn't prepare for it, but there were a couple. Easter eggs that um, I know Andrew mentioned one with the music behind Pershing when he's kind of sounded evil. Um, did you hear the music in the square when they had those like glowing weird popsicles <laughs> that they were licking? They were playing a song. It was the resistance theme song hmm. um, at like the little carnival thing. And it was like Kind of like carnival like music with that um mm-hmm. more like high pitched uh piano, kind of like a little music box, um, kind of like a circus, like a carnival sounding um music, right? So I thought that was interesting. I had to look it up because I'm like, what song is that that's gonna bother me? But apparently it was played in a number of the films and it's also uh during Rise of the Resistance. So I was like, oh, that's where I know it from. It's from Rise of the Resistance, it's stuck in my head from the ride. I enjoyed that um, ride. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, there was like a little um, callback from that assassin on Coruscant when they're in the Starfighter. There was one of those little bugs, and I feel like that was a direct callback to like that centipede, those two little centipedes that they sent into Padme's room. Yeah, I just felt like that was a nod. I don't know if that was deliberate because um, I haven't read anything like that. And then. Um, we got a deep dive into the Star Wars calendar. I don't know if we've ever heard Bendu Day, um, or Tongs Day before, but we got a couple Tongs Days and we got one happy Ben Bendu Day, which is apparently like Friday on the calendar. So that was pretty interesting. Um, there's a whole deep dive on that and I won't bore you with it, but Google it. Um, and then the voice that was on the little iPad device type thing when he's in his little quarters and his, when Pershing's in his room, um, I don't know if this is confirmed, but this is my superpower. I don't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast before, 
but I have this weird like savant ability to like hear a voice and be like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so the actor. Like when it was Kevin McKidd, the Owen Hunt, the Grey's Anatomy guy. You remember the name? Yeah, it took me a second, Kevin McKidd. Um, but this voice, I didn't know the actor's name, but I recognized her voice right away because I've seen her on TikTok. I've seen her on a YouTube podcast and a couple other things. I'm pretty sure the voice on the iPad is Shelby Young. She's been in a couple Star Wars projects and video games. Um, she's even uh, a voice actor for the Disney theme parks. I don't know exactly where they don't explain it, but she was like a voice for um, a first order recruit or something. Um, she's been in like Lego Star Wars. She's been a voice actor in the Bad Batch. She's been um, in the Mandalorian for... Um, some of the other episodes in like season one or season two. So it wouldn't surprise me if eventually she gets credited for this episode, but it distinctly to me sounds like her voice talking about um, all Coruscant has to offer like that touristy type stuff mm -hmm. that you hear on the little, whatever data pad, whatever they call mm -hmm. it. The yes. Ecumenopolis, that voice was her, I think. So that was interesting. Um, and I feel like that was all I had for the little Easter eggs there. I feel like there were definitely a lot more, especially since we were back on Coruscant. But Andrew, did you want to add any Easter eggs at all? No? No, I think you covered them. And I, I said my couple of things earlier. Oh, yeah, um, you did. So I, I didn't come prepared. I no, I mean, right we, we did that on. one. On, we talked about it on the fly. So and, or, <laughs> now I'm calling wide Andrew. Uh, why it's gonna be is, like what the heck <laughs> the episode is less than you know 24 hours old so i'm sure we're all gonna go back and rewatch it i know i'm gonna go watch it as soon as i end this with my wife so <laughs> we'll, we'll catch more as it goes on exactly exactly well guys tongs days am i right <laughs> we are we are recording this on a tongs day if you wanted to know it's tongs day is wednesday i guess and it's only a five-day week so i guess i don't know when their saturday and sunday is it's confusing to me but um we gotta wrap things up uh but not first without thanking our guest host adam <laughs> thank you so much for being here today we had some lively debate and conversation uh thanks to you for filling in for wyatt and i'm sure we'll have you on in the future for some other podcasts um so thank you again for being here you're better welcome uh, retire <laughs> yeah don't be on the don't show retire. <laughs> maybe we can finally get all four of us on That'd i'm sure cool. we can finally make that happen absolutely tune in next week when we finally are reunited with wyatt and we dive in hopefully reunited with wyatt uh and we dive into chapter 20 we'll see you then Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Consult the Council. This is Spectre Radio signing off.